0: The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, February 15th, 2021.
1: The woman in your life will do what she must do to comfort you and calm you down and let you rest now. The woman in your life she can rest so easily. She does everything you do
2: Because the woman in your life is you Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holt, and I'm your host. And with me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, and co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. Oh, my goodness. You know, I'm, i i got to tell everybody I hurt my leg, and I am standing up here, just like I hope all women out there are standing up for what they believe. You know, I have a special treat today. You know, yesterday was Valentine's Day, and Ken and I agreed to read the poem that we wrote early in our relationship, and we will be reading it together. It's called Friends and Lovers. <laughs> I love it. It's just a wonderful, wonderful piece, great for uh, Valentine's Day, and I believe today's President's Day, so, you know, a lot going on in our in our county and our world. I'll also be talking a bit about Black History Month, its beginnings and importance, and I'll be playing a, a wonderful piece by uh, a speech or an explanation about who Fannie Lou Hamer was, which I think will be very uh, very interesting for everybody. Also, a shout out to Eve Ansler and her group. Uh, Valentine's Day is V-Day, and we will be talking about that. That happened yesterday. For the past 20 years, Valentine's Day became V-Day, which was a result and inspired by the Vagina mon- Monologues written by author Eve Ansler. Thousands of women across the globe celebrated this event. I will give some history about it, and in honor of the celebration, we'll play their one of their theme songs, which is called Break the Chain. And, let's see, which I might say explains the feeling we have as women when we were treated as second-class citizens. This song, to me, is a statement that we are taking our place in the world, and we're standing up for who we are. Lots to think about there. Well, February is Black History Month. You know, Black History Month uh, recognizes and honors important people and events in the history of African-American people. In 1926, noted historian uh, Carter G. Woodson uh, designated the idea of Negro History Week. Then uh, Woodson uh, chose the second week of February because it marked the birthdays of two Americans who greatly influenced the lives and social conditions of African-Americans. Former President Abraham Lincoln and abolitionist uh, Frederick Douglass. You know, speaking about about that time, I, uh, Ken and I just watched the uh, show, uh, the movie called Harriet. I recommend that everybody watch that. I mean, it really gives you a picture of what slavery was all about and and the desperation for people to be free, and what they went through to gain that freedom, and what uh, <laughs> what Harriet. Tubman did and accomplished. You know, last week we talked about her, and it's just an amazing, amazing film. Uh, The tradition of what uh, became Black History Month uh, greatly influenced the expansion of academic scholarship and corresponding recognition of the rich history of African Americans. And, you know, one of the things that happens to me is when I and when I get involved with the history and I understand what happened, it's just, it's just crazy. You know, most of us are immigrants. We come from other countries and we have this vision of America, you know, land of the free, uh, the hope of, of many, many people. But we don't know our history. And our history is so important because it lets us know the good things we did, the mistakes we made, and how we can how we can do things over again. It gives us a chance to evaluate where we are, where we've gone, and where we'd like to go. And I'm telling you, last week was. Was really an emotional time watching the uh, the impeachment trial. Uh, I listened to it on the radio. I watched it on television. I mean, some of the speeches were absolutely brilliant. Of course, they they voted not to not to uh, not to prosecute against him, or I I guess that to they acquitted him. I guess that's what they call it. They acquitted our former president. But you know, I'm a believer of everything happens for a highest good. You know, and I think I think there are things in the work that we don't even understand. Or know about. So we have to have trust and we have to have faith in our system and also in the fact that we, the people, have stood up, we voted, and we're not going away. Let's put it that way we're not going away. Well, as I do every week, I talk about our history, which is our strength. Well, February 14th, this is very, very interesting. This is, ha- these are happy birthdays right now. February 14th, that was yesterday, Valentine's Day, a woman by the name of Jessie O'Connor, she was a journalist. She was Smith College magna cum laude in 1925. She reported the textile strikes in North Carolina and coal strikes in Herlin County, Kentucky, and helped those accused of communism, Vietnam anti-war operations. Opposition and anti uh, Reagan protests. So she was kind of a, you know, uh, she was a journalist that was writing about the inequities of what was going on at that time. So happy birthday to Jessie O'Connor. Now on the 15th, this is a name on February 15th, 1820, and she passed away in 1906. We all know this name is Susan B. Anthony, the inspirational leader of the 19th century women's right for movement, national suffrage strategist, lecturer, and Activist, and it was so interesting about about Susan B. Anthony. She died in 1906, and it was 14 years later that we finally got the vote. But these were the women who really stood up, who really stood up and said, "We as women have a right to vote, to be considered citizens." Equally to all. I mean, amazing, amazing feat that that happened. Another happy birthday. This is one of my favorite, favorite people who was born February 18th and made her transition in August 5th, 2019, which is Toni Morrison, a Pulitzer Prize winning novelist, first African American woman to win the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1993. And what Toni Morrison really wrote about the black experience you know if you want to understand uh, things that go on in that community read her read her uh, read her books well another thing happened in February 15th which has a lot to do with Susan B. Anthony in 1921 the suffrage monument depicting Susan B. Anthony, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, excuse me, and Lucetta Mott, sculptured by Adelaide Johnson, is dedicated at the U.S. Capitol. So, one year after we got the vote on February 15, 1921, they uh, they put up a monument to these women who worked so hard who worked so hard to get us to vote. And ladies, we have to remember that we only got the vote by one vote. And how it happened, if you watch the movie iron Jawed Angels, it really explains it. A mother sent a telegram to one of the representatives and says, uh, son, you better vote for this amendment. Women have the right to vote. Uh, you might not come home. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty heavy. But mothers have influence over their children from the day they're born until forever. I mean, I know I have a daughter. I'm still a mother. She's a, she's a mother herself. She's still a mother. And now she's a great-grandmother. I mean, we're, you, you never stop being a mother. You know, you never stop having that connection with your children. So it was very important that she made sure that her son voted on the right side of history. And let me tell you, when, when you watch the movie, it reminded me of the impeachment with the Republicans, the way they're kind of holding back. When this gentleman, I, I, I wish I had his name in front of me, when he uh, cast the final vote and and we knew that we were going to get the vote, the whole place went crazy. And listen, he paid a price for it. You know, they probably censored him and did all kinds of crazy things to him. But we did get the vote. So it's very important. And it's very important that on February 15, 1921, this wonderful statue of these three powerful women uh, is in the US Capitol, the Capitol that was just invaded. Can you believe that? capital that was just tried, a group of people tried to overtake that capital and destroy our democracy. I mean, it's just, I know people are frustrated, but that's the whole point of the United States of America. We have a constitution that is flexible, that we can change. Once people become have the political will to change things, things do change. Well, I have a few announcements to make, and One of the big changes that is so exciting is in our county, Sonoma County here, and our cities, because we've voted in during the last election three women of color, very, very, very powerful women. And I'm just, and so what's happening is on this Thursday, the 18th of February, from 6.30 to 8, The National Organization for Women is having their monthly meeting and event. Every month they're going to be having an event. And this month, to celebrate Black History Month, we will have a special presentation plus Q&A with Tina Rogers, who's going to give us an overview of black history. She is an activist in our community. Jackie Elred, who won... To be on the city council st- uh, seat in Roner Park, and she is actually vice mayor. Natalie Rogers, who won the seat in Santa Rosa for the Santa Rosa City Council, and she's also vice mayor. And then Skylar Paleco, who's a council member in Heelsburg City Council. A shout out to these women. I mean, these were hard elections, and when you look at when you look at what has happened, typically in our county, first of all, to vote women in is amazing. But to vote women of color in, it's amazing. So if you go to their uh, website, the National Organizations for Women nowSonoma.org, you'll find all the information. you'll find all the information on how to get onto the zoom and everything that's going to be happening that's going to be on this Thursday from 6:30 to 8. And then I have uh, some community announcements to make. Let me get let me get my uh, let me get my notes here. Like I said, I am standing. I am not sitting. I hurt myself. And it's uh it's really an amazing an amazing experience when you can't when you can't sit down. Let's see. I made the now announcement. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay, a reminder we had, uh, we had Faith Ross on last week, and she reminded us that in Petaluma, Petaluma brings museum I- exhibit to the street, and if you can go uh, go to their website, hold on, let's see, it's uh, Santa Rose, let's see, where's their website? Uh, where is that website? I'm looking for the website so I can tell you the website to go to because what's happening is they are setting up a situation where everybody uh, gets to go on tour downtown in downtown Petaluma and they have what is known as a family, uh, f- a particular families in Sino- in, uh, Santa- in Petaluma, excuse me, that made <laughs> I guess that that really impressed the. Um, the situation in Petaluma and what, what Faith said that I thought was very interesting was that there's 70 families that participated and how they did it, they all took a picture and then it's going into many of the merchant shops and you can, you can go to pbcd4us.com. That's pb as in boy, c as in cat, d as in dog, 4us.com and you can ask for a map, and go down to Petaluma. Ken and I are making a trip to go and see what it's all about. It really sounds wonderful. Petaluma brings the museum exhibit to the streets. I love that. You know, we have to be very creative during this times of this pandemic. You know, it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. And, oh, God, Ken and I have been trying to get a vaccination, I mean that's like pulling a needle out of a haystack, trying to find a place that's giving them. But we have trust and faith that we will get that vaccination, and we just have to keep plugging. Well, I have another announcement to make here, and this is a uh, we. I think in January I had a young woman on that talked about the uh, food distributions that are going on for times like these. It's bought. It's uh, the the uh, Black Forum is having a special event on February 20th. Let's see. February 20th would be Saturday, and also one is going to be happening on March 20th from 10 a.m. to 12 noon at the Santa Rosa High School and ArtQuest Office and Media Center at 1075 Mendocino Avenue in Santa Rosa. They're going to be giving out food. Now, from what I understand... The last time, unfortunately, they ran out of food. So you got to get there early. And also, if there's any folks out there that want to donate, you know, please, please contact them. That's the uh, Sonoma, let's see, it's the Sonoma County, it's the Black Forum that's in Petaluma. Well, they don't give us, it's really interesting. You know, you look at these flyers sometimes and they don't, they don't put their, their websites on it, but, if you go on to the uh, the Black Forum, you will find all the information. Just type in Black Forum on the community, on your uh, computer, and it will come up. Well, that's a lot to think about, a lot of announcements. But, you know, that's what uh, Women's Spaces is all about. I try to get us all thinking and all, you know, becoming involved, which I think is very, very important. Well, lots to cover, let me tell you. Well, we're going to take a musical break, but I'm going to do something a little bit different. I think this is about a three-minute clip. Uh, and this is in honor of uh, Black History Month, I thought it would be a good time to play How Fannie Lou Hamer Fought for the Rights of Black Americans. And this was a little program that was put on uh, by People TV. And it really, you can hear Fannie Lou talking at the beginning, and then the woman narrates who she was and what is happening to her. But she really made an impact. In fact, she, her and Ida B. Wells, and and Harriet Tubman and Sojourner Truth are four women that I have to tell you give me a lot of confidence. When I watched that movie, Harriet, I got to tell you something, my confidence went up 20, 20 notches. When I saw what that woman did, She flee, she freed over 70 slaves and what she went through to do that was amazing. And I think to myself, hey, what I do every day is a heck of a lot easier I mean, and she was also was so interesting about her is she had had a, a rock thrown in her head, and she was having these spells, and yet she still was able to accomplish what she accomplished. And then people like Fanny Lou Hamer were these were the shoulders she was standing on, and she was just a farm worker. You know she was you know just going along every day and then all of a sudden she wanted to get the vote, she wanted to go vote. And this is her story. And when we come back, I'm going to be talking a little bit about the Vagina Monologues. And like I said, we're going to play their their uh, song, Break the Chain. And also, you know, in the last part of the segment of the show, Ken and I are going to read the poem, Friends and Lovers. So I hope everybody sticks with me and enjoys the show. So let's go ahead and listen to uh, Fannie Lou Hamer, How Fannie Lou Hamer Fought for the Rights of Black American People to to vote, actually. And it was a clip from People TV.
3: It's this America, the land of the free and the home of the brave, where we have to speak with our telephones off of the hook because our lives be stretched daily because we want to live as decent human beings
4: in America. The former sharecropper who became a key voice in voting rights. Meet Fannie Lou Hamer Born in Montgomery County, Mississippi in 1917 Fannie Lou quit school at 12 to work full time in the fields She eventually married and settled down on the same plantation she'd been raised on Everything changed when she went to a civil rights meeting organized by her church I'd never heard until 1962 that uh, black people could register and vote. So at 45, Fannie Lou tried to do just that. I went down the 31st of August to try to register. And after I had gotten back home, Mr. Marlowe told me that I would have to go down and withdraw my registration or leave because they wasn't ready for that in Mississippi. She made her choice. As soon as I was fired from that plantation, I started right away
5: then working on voter registration.
4: In June of 1963, she was arrested in Mississippi when the group she was with was refused service at a cafe. Once she was in jail, a state highway patrolman instructed two inmates to beat her. You use the first word. And he said, we're going to make you wish you was dead. She was left with permanent eye and kidney damage, but her resolve never wavered. By 1964, she had helped register 64,000 black Americans. Fannie went on to join forces with Martin Luther King Jr. and even spoke at the 1968 Democratic Convention. The next year, Fannie Lou founded the Freedom Farm Cooperative to support black farm workers in Mississippi. For the next eight years, that would be her focus, until she lost her battle with breast cancer in 1977. But Fannie Lou Hamer will be forever known as a woman who never stopped fighting for her rights, and the rights of so many of her fellow black Americans.
3: Your freedom is just going to the mind.
2: and until I am free, you are not free I Wow. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine some, they're saying when she's in the jail to beat her up, and she said it was, they wanted to make it so she would want to die, and she persisted and pursued 64,000 people. She registered, you know, sometimes it seems like to tell the truth today, you run the risk of being killed, and she was only five feet, four inches tall. Well, oh, amazing, amazing. Well, for you just joining in, I want to remind my listeners the uh, opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of the station, its board of directors, uh, members, and Women's Spaces. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces. This show's a bit, di- bit different. Uh, Ken and I, uh, during this, uh, we're having. Oh, wait. I, you know, I have to excuse myself because I'm standing and I'm trying to read this, trying to focus on this, and it's my leg is hurting a little bit. So I just want to share that if if I go over my words a little bit. Anyway, for this segment of the show, we're going to talk about V Day, which is the Vagina Monologues. Eve Ansler, who now calls herself V, uh, V Day grew out of the uh, Vagina Monologues. It's been going on for 20 years now. An amazing event across the country dancing and celebrating a deeper freedom from my perspective when women came out for the first time i was on the radio at that i mean excuse me on television at that time and i produced a show with the first <laughs> the first vagina monologue and the first dance they had uh, breakdancing in the street, and in Petaluma, they had a wonderful... My friend uh, Trisha Elman, I believe, uh, and Jan Belluck, uh organized it, and it was absolutely wonderful. I don't know if they're having much dancing in the street, but let me describe what they're doing this year. The season is in full swing. Activists are digging deep as rising gardens come to life around the globe. So their their theme this year is very interesting. The theme this year is rise for women and mother earth rise for women and mother Earth I love that rise for women and mother earth because without mother Earth none of us can be sustained that's for true without women there's no there's no birth there's no children I mean it's just amazing so rise for women and mother Mother Earth. Anyway, uh, survivors, artists, and activists are planning gardens and creating unique works of art while hosting events online and on the ground worldwide. Rising Gardens participated Participants are highlighting the convergence of women's equality and food insecurity, land ownership, health care access, and the impacts of the fossil fuel industry on frontline and un- and marginalized communities. What a theme that is. That is amazing to me. One Billion Rising, Rising Gardens initiatives are unique into their community. But sharing many core aspects of the work, including seed distribution through seed banks and exchanges to increase food security and, uh, we're, and tree planting programs to create safe community, green spaces, collaboration and educational workshop with con- uh, agriculture workers and gardens to uh, gardeners to increase the power of women in the economy and dance and joy and solidarity. Amazing, amazing that they've done this. So rise up for, for women, rise for women and Mother Earth. And there were celebrations that went on all yesterday, Valentine's Day. A shout out to Eve Ansler. You know, if you go on Women's Spaces, www.womenspaces.com, you can find an interview that I had the honor of doing with her several years. And I, I want to, you know, V-Day is, is very, very important, you know, and our work, their work, is grounded in four core beliefs. And they are, art has the power to transform consciousness and inspire people to act. Art, amazing. The second core value, lasting social and cultural changes to spread by ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Hey, just like women, this is about Women's bases. is about, dedicated to women, extraordinary women doing extraordinary things, oftentimes unknown women, not superstars, but just women each and every day doing something positive. Another one of their uh, values is local women best know what their communities need and become and be, can become unstoppable leaders and that's what we saw in the last election i mean it was amazing and now we have we have a woman vice president not only a woman vice president but a woman of color and my thing is we have to trust that she is standing on the shoulders of so many powerful women that she's going to do a good job for women and for children and for our future. And then the last value is one must look at the intersection of race, class, and gender to understand violence against women. And, you know, it's really, really interesting. We just saw a a movie called Wild River and it was what's happening on the wind oh excuse me wind river thank you ken lovely having ken with me i'm so happy that we're going to read this poem i'm really excited (laughs) you know we're live radio here folks and it's very very exciting to me well anyway the name of it was called wind river and it was the story of what's happening with native american women that so many of them are being killed and disappeared you know, and we as women need to pay attention to that because if one woman is in jeopardy, we are all in jeopardy. And that's what we have to recognize. You know, I was I was watching uh, some of the, uh, the uh, testimonies when they were doing the impeachment trial, and it came up that there were actually women's groups that were supporting these men. And what I'd like to say to those women's groups is, hey, Join the anti-war movement. Join the, the, the movement that's trying to give children more rights. Get, join the movement that wants to feed more people. You know, I mean, there's so many good things that we can do in the world. You know, violence is not, is getting, violence only gets more violence. And, you know, for Christians out there, you know, Jesus said something very interesting. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And yet what happens with peacemakers? I mean, I've seen in, in during demonstrations. I mean, I remember I was demonstrating against the Vietnam War. I remember when they shot two students at Kent State. I was shocked. My country is doing this? And look what's happening today. It's far worse. And I think the reason it's far worse is because there was a lull. And people said, oh, it'll be all taken care of. We don't have to be involved. Uh-uh. You have to stay involved. You have to pay attention. Anyway, V-Day is one of those days where women gather and they start paying attention. They start paying attention to what is happening to each one of us. And like I said, if one woman is in jeopardy, we are all in jeopardy. Well... That's a lot to think about, and I'll tell you i am I am really impressed with eve Ansler. you know, she survived a horrific cancer, and still she's going on and on and on and keeps bringing women together. and she says, "You know, women need to put children first. You know, I was reading I just want to read what I wrote. It is sad to me that there is such a division among women and I bet if we all sat down together we would find areas of agreement perhaps build trust and make changes in both ourselves and how the world is governed I would like to see instead of saying America first women for children first Do you like that women for children first you know I'm a great-grandmother And I had, you know, when my daughter was born, you know, I was in the thick of raising her. I never thought, you know, I just kept moving, kept moving, kept moving. And before you know it, she was 18 and ready to go on. And then my daughter had children. So I had the grandchildren. And I'm so involved with that, you know, babysitting. I mean, I'm sure every woman can relate out there that's a grandmother, what you go through. But a great-grandmother is different. We become like the observer, You know, we don't have to do the babysitting. We don't have to do all the things that we had to do, say, as a grandmother, as a mother. So we really start looking at what it takes to raise a healthy child. And it does. It takes a whole village. It takes all of us in this together. So I love that idea. Instead of America first, women for children first. If we put that sign up and we had that consciousness, I would almost guarantee you that we would have peace on earth. Because war is not good for anybody. Hunger is not good for anybody. Not having education is not good for anybody. Not having Medicare is not or medical is not good for anybody. So there's a lot to think about, and this is what V Day is all about. It brings us the attention to what is going on with women across the war the globe. And I love, I just love their theme: rise for women and Mother Earth. <laughs> well, that's a lot to think about. So now we're going to take a musical break, and I want to play that song, Break the Chain, sung by One Billion Rising. You know, and One Billion Rising, women rising for children and the future. I love that. Children first. Oh, just gives me the chill. And when we come back... I will introduce our poem and Ken and I are going to read Friends and Lovers and I'm really looking forward to that you know it's a poem that I wrote and I'll explain a little bit about it when we come back but let's go ahead Ken and listen to Break the Chain sung by One Billion Rising
3: I raise my arms to the sky On. Oh, one
2: oh, my goodness, that is amazing. Break the chain. I love this. We are mothers. We are teachers. We are beautiful creatures. I love that. Mothers, teachers, beautiful creatures, each and every one of us have to remember that. And I know how hard it is, you know, being a woman myself and oftentimes facing a lot of insecurities, if you know what I mean. And I love the theme for the V-Day, Rise for Women and Mother Earth. Well... Welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holt. And I'm so excited about this segment because Ken and I are going to read a, a poem that I wrote early in our relationship. You know, we're both, we're kind of older adults when we got together, and it was a, it was a real challenge. You know, I had been living, living on my own for about 15 years. I figured, hey, this is the way to go. I can make my own decisions, do whatever I want, and boom, here comes somebody in my life. And we struggled. We struggled the first five. It took us five years to finally decide that we're going to become partners. (laughs) But it was a very, very exciting five years. And it continues to be exciting. We've been together now for almost, it'll be this year, it'll be 21 years that we made that commitment. And I wrote this poem early on because all of a sudden I was opening up my heart again. And I thought to myself, well... I don't know. I don't know which direction this is going to go in, but I'm willing to give it my best effort. And we have enjoyed the last 21 years together. And also what's so interesting is during this pandemic, you know, folks, this is a real challenge to relationships. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to read this poem called Friends and Lovers and, uh, written by Elaine B. Holtz, dedicated to Kenneth E. Norton. And we'll have ken open up he's gonna he will do the first line and just sit back and relax and listen to this wonderful wonderful piece
0: i remember when we simply called each other friend called each other friend when did that end it wasn't so long ago that i would pick up the phone and call you and let you know i was alone we'd laugh and cry and tell each other about the adventures of our day We never gave a thought to beginnings or endings. We were just friends.
2: I don't remember missing you until I began kissing you. I don't remember worrying about you being cold or about me being too old until we began kissing and holding, and I felt the depth of you within me. It seemed so much easier back then When we just called ourselves friends, I get scared when I think of growing to love you.
0: When we called ourselves just friends, I loved you in a different way. I was not afraid that you would leave me one day. I would just listen to what you had to say. There was no charge, no emotion, no attachment. Words were just words.
2: If a friend was coming by, I did not need to know who or what they were to you. A friend was simply coming by. If you told me of a past or present lover or any experience for that matter, I do not remember my cheeks getting hot or my heart beating any faster. I was neutral and thought you were sharing and living your life, and I was sharing and living mine. How strange it all changed when we became lovers. Perhaps
0: I lie to myself, and I'm not as free as my fantasies would like me to be. It seems that just being friends is less tearful and less fearful. Why, I ask myself, does it all change? Strange, but it does change. I feel like a child when it comes to relationships. It feels like no one has shown me the way. No one has shown me what to do when I feel inside the feeling of I love you.
2: I don't want it to change. I want us to be friends. Lovers come and go, but a friend, a friend is forever. I want us to be natural and move in our own time and in our own rhythms. Is that possible? Is that true? Is this something that I or both of us can do?
0: At times I feel trapped. I want to move forward even when I feel my insecurities cause me to move backwards. Backwards in time. When I hung on for dear life because I had no sense of self. I slip back. It's so subtle, yet so real. It's almost like I'm suspended in space. All I know is that I am about to lose something and I'm afraid it is you. When I feel, the, when I fear the loss, I feel like I am being tossed aside. Oh, I know what it means. It means I am lacking my own self-worth, my own self-esteem. It never seemed to happen when we called ourselves just friends.
2: I want us to be friends. I want us to be lovers. I want us to respect one another and give each other space. Is that grace? Is that grace? Is that the grace we learn when friends become lovers? There is so little I know except with each encounter, each challenge, I grow and know how deeply I want us to be friends. But not just friends, but friends and lovers.
0: Lover and friends. What does that mean?
2: Well, a lover is just that. A lover is one who satisfies those deep, lustful, delicious needs. And a friend, well, a friend is everything in between. Yet I know in order to have total lust, I must trust. I must trust that you will be there for me in my times of need. All I can conclude is that we were friends first. And if the lovers go Away I want the friendship to stay
0: L- let us Let's take a stand, stand that, that we, we will, transcend will transcend all we need to transcend to, transcend to be, be forever, forever friends.
2: friends Wow thank you Ken that was beautiful and now we're gonna play a very special song by uh, Broadway and Orlando called What the World Needs Now is Love, Sweet Love. And let's dedicate that to everybody out there. The most important thing in life is to love. And, you know, the first, the first letter in love is L, to let go. Let go. Learn to love and like and just let go into the feeling. Oh, be open Be open, be willing to open your heart, open your mind, open your spirit to let another person in. The V, that no matter what, everything, is. there's a variety of things that are going to happen. Some good, some bad. But the most important thing is the love. And then for E, the excitement of it all, the enlightenment of it all, and hopefully the everlasting of it all. So that's love, and now we're going to listen to What the World Needs Now is Love, Sweet Love.
1: What the world needs now is love, sweet love.
3: Just for some, but for everyone
1: No, we don't need another mountain There are mountains and hillsides Enough to climb There are oceans and rivers Enough to cross, enough to last Enough
3: to last till the end of time
2: Do we need love? What the world needs now is love, sweet love. You know, I was looking during Valentine's Day and I was looking at all the Valentine's cards and all the expression. And I thought to myself, you know, love is so important. But without peace, it's hard to love sometimes. You know, peace in the relationship, peace on earth. I mean, imagine if we really understand what love is. And what acceptance is. You know, when Ken and I, we went to, uh, we went to Germany and we went to the Neanderthal uh, Museum. And they had all these different religions. And all of them had something very similar with the idea of love your neighbor as yourself or do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. Very important. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm your host, and I really appreciate you listening. And, you know, if you want to w- listen to other shows or you're interested in finding out more about Women's Spaces and you can see the Women's Spaces pledge, please visit our website at www.womenspaces.com. And also, I'm on public radio stations, several stations across the county, and I want to encourage people to donate to support your community radio stations. There's one in Petaluma here, here in Santa Rosa. You know, there's lots of different Shows that you can support. And support Women's Spaces. I mean, it's a very important show. I know one of the stations, KBBF, they have two women's shows. They have one in English and one is bilingual. I mean, it's an amazing... Support your local radio. And all of them have websites. You can go on www.womenspaces.com and find out the website. All of them are streaming. And all of them are contributing to their community. And as a member... Of a community radio station, I know the struggle. But if you have the community behind you supporting you, it's it's just amazing. And you know, while I was listening to that song, "What the World Needs Now Is Love, Sweet Love," I thought about this poem that I wrote. You know, it's it, my let me t- it's it's called "For Max." Well, Max was a five-year-old grandson of my dear friend, Debbie Medger, who owns a coffee shop in Sebastopol called Coffee Cats. She showed me a picture of her grandson, Max. He was so adorable in his shirt and tie, and he seemed so sure of himself. Yet he had an aura of sensitivity in that picture. Debbie said he told her the only thing he wants is kids to come play with him. And this inspired the poem. Now, I don't know if it's a Reku, but it is a poem to me. It's called Four Max. Come play with me. I do not care if you come from afar or what color you are. Come play with me. Come play with me. Come play. Out of the mouths of babes. Out of the mouths of babes. Well, it looks like we have a little time left, and let's go back to women. Uh, excuse me, Black History Month, very important month, and a very important woman by the name of Maya Angelou, who passed away a few years ago. But she wrote this poem, and I want to play it now because I think it really depicts as women, you know. Eve Anselor is Rise for Women, Rise for Mother Earth. And here is Maya Angelou talking about rising. Go ahead, Ken, let's play that.
5: You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. <laughs> Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides. Just like hope springing high. Still I rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head and lowered eyes. Shoulders falling down like teardrops. Weakened by my soulful cries. Does my sassiness upset you? (laughs) Don't take it so hard just because I laugh as if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. You can kill me with your hatefulness. But just like life, I rise. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh. (laughs) Does it come as a surprise that I dance? As if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. (laughs) Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling and bearing in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so.
2: Wow, Mayo Angelou. I rise. Well, welcome back. You've been listening to Women's Spaces. I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And I have one more announcement to make, and that's for the Peace and Justice Center. Donation Drive for the Houseless. And that's happening uh, every Tuesday. That's tomorrow from 3 to 5 p.m. They just want you to drop off, don't call or don't do anything else. There's nobody in the office, but they will be there between three and five to pick up clothing sleeping bags, blankets, jackets, backs you know socks gloves and the uh, the peace and justice center is four sixty seven Sebastopol avenue in santa Rosa and don't forget on uh Thursday, the 18th, the National Organization for Women will be show, will be having their, uh, monthly meeting and we'll have three of the city council women of color who won in our county. It's really, really exciting. Well, you've been listening to Women's Spaces and us. And you know, folks, remember, our children are the future and we must never, never lose sight of that. A special thank you to Ken Norton for reading the poem Friends and Lover with me. And thank you, thank you to people like Fannie Lou Hamer and Maya Angelou and all the wonderful women of color that give us courage and give us purpose to know what we are here for in this earth. We are the mothers. We are teachers. We are mothers. We are beautiful beings. And must always remember that. This is Elaine B. Holtz. You've been listening to Women's Spaces, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. And please visit our website, www.womenspaces.com.
1: Sure to give you courage and who will surely take you home now, the woman in your life, she can
0: The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, February 15th, 2021.